0: Intro for this one. It's the Top Gun Maverick one. Intro done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a wrap. There we go. Let's jump right into it. Welcome to This Is About Movies. (laughs) We're talking about Maverick today. Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, yeah. And uh, there's this conversation gets off the rails quick.
0: <laughs> it starts not about Top Gun yeah. and ends with us giving each other call
1: signs. Yeah, find out what our call signs are. <laughs> I think you're going to like them because we hate them. <laughs> I think you're going to love them. Actually, we I think Jeremiah kind of likes his. He pretends that he doesn't because he doesn't want me to change it. <laughs> uh, but I think he likes his. But I genuinely hate mine, so... <laughs> but they are pretty great So uh, yeah We hope you liked the episode uh, Just know that the first bit of the conversation Is not about Top Gun Maverick So it takes us a while to get there I can't tell you The 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 time stamp for where you need to go But just kind of fast forward a little bit If you don't like it uh, But know that it it kind of has a little bit to do with the movie I'll, get, I'll give you the long and the short of it If you want
0: uh, Top Gun, good movie, go see it And if if that's all you want, you know, get in, get out. You you did it. There you go. But here at, uh, (laughs) here at, uh, this is about movies. Question mark. We, uh, we take a long time to get to our points. Sometimes, uh, in and out of conversation on and off topic. Anything we talk about, we spoil generally, uh, yeah. What else do people need to know, Randy? What do
1: we spoil in this episode? Oh, we we spoil, spoil
0: every single thing that we talk Star about. Star Wars. All of Star Wars, <laughs> everything. Uh, everything about Top Gun, I guess, that you could spoil.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we spoiled anything Titanic. We Well, did we, we spoil we, Titanic? We, we Titanic didn't really talk about spoiler, it. We don't really, spoiler alert, we talk about the Titanic yeah. sunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we just spoiled Titanic. There we go. All right. Yeah, got that out of the way. <laughs> I mean,
0: genuinely any, genuinely normally anything we talk about, we uh, we're pretty much going to spoil it. Yeah. That's just how we do. So
1: be forewarned. But uh, if you're warned and you don't care and you're good to go, then uh, <laughs> we're glad you're here. Thanks glad you're us. here. Hope you like the episode. Hope you like the movie and uh, hope you like hearing us talk about it. Yeah, that comes up next. You know that I like the Last Jedi. I it's like it's like a dead end conversation when you have when you're trying to not convince somebody that they should like it, but even just explain why you like it. They won't they won't hear it. They well, it's even if you like can get someone who hates the movie to listen to you, like there's no reasoning with. There's it feels like there's there's no. I, there's no helping them understand it. Even yeah. if they don't agree, there's no, like they just, at least with my friends who hate it, they just don't even like give me the, the satisfaction of saying, okay, you made a good point. None of that. It's just, nah, man, it's, it's crap. Like you're wrong. Like whatever you can think, you know, it's this kind of thing. And it's like, man, I feel like it's, a, it's I don't, I don't such know when I get any definitive statements.
0: Like it's crap, but it's, it's always like, nah, no, no, you don't think
1: that. No, you don't.
0: Nah, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like
1: laughs> it comes up a lot in my like circle of friends that I play games with, like oh, quite I, often. Uh, I was at and work this
0: week and somebody said something about we have like an an out of town guy uh, come in and teach us all. Really had to do our jobs for the year. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, a, that's nice. <laughs> a dumb way of putting it, but you know that's uh, I. That's essentially what IT consulting is, I guess. But we get one guy to come in once a year mm-hmm. for a solid week and like set it, s- help us set everything up for the following year and do it really well. So he was there and he started talking to everybody like, "What's the best Star Wars?" Or he said something about Solo, uh, how much he liked it. And then the guy to my left was like, yeah, I like it. I think Rogue One's probably my favorite Star Wars story. I think Solo is my second favorite. And then he kind of looked at me, and I went, no, Solo's the worst, and Episode Eight's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and they both just went, "Nah, man, you don't think, get out of here. No, uh, don't even. <laughs> and I was like, it
1: literally is. But, I mean, it's fine. You know? No, no, to agree." So I was, there's a, a clip in an interview with Ryan Johnson that a friend of mine sent me, uh, Robbie sent me actually, friend of the podcast. We're getting to his cheesecakes. We do. He's coming up. Or, well, he was. He has already <laughs> been. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed his cheesecake episode. He is episodes. both coming up
0: and has already been.
1: <laughs> uh, he, showed, he sent me this uh, clip, which now that I've watched it, I think I saw a while back, but I forgot about it. And it's Ryan Johnson talking about why he wrote luke the way he did obviously we know okay well he uh, jj abrams kind of put him in a weird spot so we had to work with that but his reasoning for what he did was like i did the thing that felt like the most like it made the most sense with where luke was physically within the story and where luke was as a character Mm -hmm. and he was talking about he's like when you think about like luke is a he's a myth he's a mythical figure He's like King Arthur. He's like, if you read the story of King Arthur, like, you know, there's different versions of it, but he's like, most of the time we only, like, we look we focus on the triumphant, like, young era of King Arthur. He pulls the sword from the stone, and then he, like, takes the kingdom and all this stuff, and it's, like, really great. And he becomes this icon, this hero, uh, this legend, much like Luke in the classic trilogy. Like, it's this hero's journey. He's like, but if you continue to read... When he reaches middle age, he begins to, he's betrayed by friends and family. There's like incest within his line. All this stuff is happening around him. And he starts to look question. Ba- yeah, I look back and question. He it. starts to question his choices. He starts to question his reality and his place in all of it. And has he done the right thing? Did he make the right choices? And he's like, it's, it is a more mature, like, way of looking at it. And it's a, re- like, honorable way of looking he's like he's honoring the character of Mm -hmm. luke by allowing him to get to a place where he looks back at his past accomplishments and past actions and deeds and things and and to think about it did he do the right thing all that stuff and he puts luke in that place and ultimately luke looks back for is able to forgive himself for the things that he did wrong and find new hope in the thing no pun intended um (laughs) In the things that he did right. Wrong movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then essentially ascend beyond the mythical figure that he was into like something even greater. Uh, into a symbol for for the the alliance. Now he's beyond, he's not, you know, he's not Batman anymore. He's like a, he's a symbol. He's truly a legend at the end of, end of episode eight. And it's like, I'm listening to this going, yeah, this is amazing. Like this is exactly what Star Wars for adults is. Like it's the only logical way—not logical. It's it's like as a young man, like growing it, up, when yeah. I'm look, when I'm watch, when I'm watching movies, it's good versus evil. It's the good guys versus the bad guys. It's always very clear cut. Um, but as you get older, you start you're introduced to to films and stories that, inter, like, there's more gray. There's more. Yeah, and, you find and that, it is a logical
0: ending point. Or, yeah, or like further into the story point.
1: It feels like it's 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 at the same maturity level that that we are as 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 we age. This is where we're at. We're I mean I don't think we're necessarily middle age yet. You know we will be in ten years. Oh God, I hope not. (laughs) You hope you're not just (laughs) like nah, going out with a ball of fire. No, (laughs) no more like I mean I hope I live a lot longer than that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it just feels like yeah this is this is what I want out of it because I yes. I like that Star Wars is accessible to kids and it's like this really great thing for kids. Cause I loved that as well. I think the classic trilogy and the prequels can be that, but as we move on, I don't think it needs to stay there. Just like Harry Potter didn't stay. It grew with its audience and yeah, it became the, better uh, and better and better as it four did. Or
0: five and six. Harry Potter doesn't need to be a remake of one, two and three. Yeah. 30 years later where we're going over the same, the The same story just from yeah. a slightly different perspective and then talking about how this universe it, mm-hmm. it has it rhymes and uh, and blah 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 uh, you and i were talking about it kind of i don't get it there's this whole big star wars universe and we're stuck with the same 10 characters mm-hmm. like uh, uh, who's gonna get their series next obi-wan who's gonna get a series after that the And Who's going to get a series after that? Ahsoka. They can't tell a story not with like Skywalker people. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like it is this huge universe, and like you can sit down and name a thou. There, there's probably a thousand Star Wars characters, and we and you can still make new ones. Yeah, like you can go back and tell Knights of the Old Republic story stuff, and that was super cool. But even that was thousands of years before the Skywalker stuff. But all that Disney's doing is Skywalker or like or like one degree off of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And even when they, <laughs> they even went off of Skywalker and in the third movie, she took the name Skywalker.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't understand.
1: Uh, and that's the thing. Like what I getting back to what I was talking about in the beginning of like how it feels like there's this huge divide in, in perspective in, in what we want from it. And so, and it's hard for me to look initially I was thinking, well, I'm, you can go down a dangerous road with it. You can start thinking that, well, you're right. Or you're like, or even, you know, God forbid that you're like, well, I'm smarter than them or I'm more intelligent or I, I'm more of a cinephile and I, I know what good cinema is, you know, you can go down that road. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm more intelligent, but maybe I want a more
0: intelligent story. Yes. there's, nothing, well, that's what I'm there's saying. nothing wrong with like a dumb action movie. Like no, I no, no. liked I was going to say Equilibrium, but that wasn't a very dumb action movie. Uh Ballistic X versus Sever is a stupid dumb <laughs> uh action movie with Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu in it. Yep. I liked it. I watched it like a year ago and I was like this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really stupid. It's really dumb, but I mean, it's not tri- it's not meant to be some thought-provoking thing. It's just like, hey, watch how cool this gunshot thing is. Yeah. Oh man, that was cool.
1: Well, that's my point. Like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I, you can go down that road and get really like trench entrenched in like your opinion and start to like fight about it and and get really angry with people who disagree with you on it. But I think you're right that it's more. It's a healthier thing to be like, well, I what I want is different than what most people want, I guess. And I don't know. Yeah and like this version of Star Wars isn't being written for me. No, and that's the thing is that Star Wars isn't for me anymore. Yeah. And it's hard to it's hard to come to grips with that because it's been a part of my life for so long. But the the other side of it is like because Star Wars was such a unifying thing my whole life for it to suddenly turn into something that is now divisive is like it's super weird. It's yeah. like being betrayed by a close <laughs> friend. It's like so strange. Um, I think that's where a lot of the anger <laughs> for people comes yeah. in is they feel that betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I want to go in and like, I want to like dig deep into stuff. And the more I talk to people about, you know, that are really loving uh, this era of, they of Star Wars. Definitely do
0: not. I wouldn't even say don't, don't want it. They don't care that it's not there. And they, just like, well, yeah! and I think they're
1: excited for the, the simplicity of it. They like the, Give me a quick dopamine hit with uh, a reappearance of an old character. Yeah. You know, when well, people. When old when, character. Like, Luke. In the, it's only com- been Luke. <laughs> well, any, well, I mean, I it's mean, been Luke. I'm, it's jo- been, I'm
0: joking. It's been Luke. Boba
1: F- I mean, it's been a ton of them. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't understand it. Like I literally can't. We are speaking a different language when someone <laughs> in the comment section of that article by Ryan Will Ryan Williams. Uh, <laughs> uh Ryan Johnson I was like I, was, I mixed I was up like, Ryan Johnson Ryan and something. John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ryan Johnson I was thinking, of course, this is the thing I need to show to my friends to help them understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. They'll see it, of course. And I go and I I look into the comments and my god, it's like a war zone attack of the of people attack going family. exactly movies. this is what i love about it and other people going this man's a hack like luke uh he ruined my childhood character there was no reason they could have just used this stuff and and all this <laughs> other stuff you know not even using proper english grammar it's like you can tell they're showing how stupid they are in their comments or they're um, or
0: i mean sure or they're just like so stupidly frustrated that they're hacking out yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but then and they're showing like gifs of luke appearing in mandalorian season two and it's like how can anyone like that scene did, i do not understand not it fit. It looks terrible it, it doesn't make any us, sense us, it doesn't it's deus it doesn't ex machina great, but like, even if it even, doesn't
0: it doesn't serve the story no it's literally it has just nothing to do with the mandalorian and grogu especially not in that moment he just comes in and saves him out of nowhere yeah i mean okay it's
1: awful for a lot of reasons and yet this person i don't th- like you could tell their, when their you can tell when people were baiting yeah. baiting responses in that comment section but this person was not baiting this person was like this is what they generally thought and i'm like i do not see <laughs> i it's it is like almost impossible for me to see from your perspective and i now understand that it's also impossible for you to ever see from my perspective. So I don't even know how we get into a place where we can communicate. Yeah. You know, we had that, you know, (laughs) we won't get into it here, but we had a long conversation the other day about that same topic, but about different things about how do you get, you know, people into a conversation together where, where they don't change their minds, but they at least listen to the other person. And Star Wars is like a perfect example of that. Yeah. Where it feels impossible. It feels... Um, like the mountain is so high and treacherous that like you can't, you can't even like open up a conversation without getting bloody. Like <laughs> yeah. everyone's willing to
0: fight and everyone's die on, yeah. on that hill.
1: And it's, um,
0: <sighs> Ryan Johnson, yeah, episode, it sucked so bad.
1: <laughs> now it's the best one. Like it's, it's frustrating when you, when you start to talk about that and then the person just says Rose Tico Rose Tico, <laughs> Rose Tico, and you're like you're not you're not listening to what I say. Rose Tico, and you're like okay, I we're not that, gonna. I guess
0: that you didn't like
1: you didn't the like character. Rose Tico. Good for you, good for you. Like, <laughs> uh, it's like it's so what's so crazy to me is it feels like a movie that's ahead of its time, and I like looking in like you know however many years, two decades, three decades from now, I feel like people are gonna look back and think highly of it but right now people just are sort of like they how they do it. with the prequels now no not in that way so the prequel love i think is a direct response to the disney era the new trilogy yeah i
0: think well i think they're looking back on maybe that was the catalyst but it made them realize that what was there you know what i'm saying i
1: think they were then kind of like Oh well, the prequels are actually better than this, so I love the prequels. And then they like, then they're just blind to the fact that the prequels are are. I think it was over time,
0: twenty ish years later, and then once that once that spark flew up in their face about, you know, I really hate this, and it's
1: like, oh yeah, they weren't that bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a. I think they're they're retreating back to that. And like, that's a, a unifying thing now for that side of things. And it's like, okay, look, there's a lot I love about the prequels. Yeah. Don't but I'm saying, wrong, I don't
0: know that they became good in response to, I think it was just more like 20 years of these things got played over and over again. Yeah, Maybe you, you, it's probably you a combination. became yeah. more okay with it. Yeah. And then once you finally uh, pull that emotion back up again, that, that same sort of emotion that you had back then once you pull it up and realize that this is what you hate, this back here, oh, that wasn't that bad. I sound like I'm disagreeing with myself. <laughs> but I think I like that. Okay. And I'll
1: keep, I'm not changing what I said. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and again, and I'm not actually defending the Disney era Star Wars. I think Disney has, has done a pretty crap job of, if you're looking at it from the perspective of creating and telling good stories, I think they've done a really terrible job. I am only, yeah, defend- I'm only talking about the last. I'm Jedi.
0: still gonna watch them, and they're still okay. And I like, uh, see, I don't know, I'm not like I. Now that I'm done with, uh, now that I'm done with, uh, <laughs> what am I done with? Critical role. The first thing I went back and watched was the book of Boba Fett. Oh gosh, yeah, I'll never I'm, watch. Book I'm, of on, Fett. I'm on. I'm Obi- on. I watched one, one episode
1: of it, and I think I stopped before it ended. I, still, um, I couldn't even it. though it's it, so
0: bad even though it's n- not good it's still i don't know it's still characters i like see that's the
1: thing to me is like uh, the same with the marvel movies like the mistake i'm gonna watch them all yeah but see marvel movies at least are more they feel like marvel movies they're not there's no like marvel movies that don't feel like marvel movies like even their tv shows feel like marvel movies they they yeah. they put the time and effort and they're the style and the tone is all the same it's consistent they've done a good job of that with yeah, with star wars yeah they've like been like are saying yeah. all they're saying is like okay george lucas made these delicious cookies okay and it's like chocolate chip cookies right the classic drillers chocolate chip cookies all right great and they're like, cool. We're just gonna make chocolate chip cookies, but oh, you know what? We don't want to spend all the time making all that stuff from scratch plus, like plus George people, <laughs> did. We're just gonna take these instant baked cookies, plus and these will be like good enough. Free stuff now, anyway. And it's Let's all gluten, gluten free. free. <laughs> you, so got it's the, all,
0: you got these jocks now that don't wanna have sugar. Let's make it no sugar added. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing. We gotta thing. take the chocolate
1: out. Yeah. So basically, like, oh, what do people love about Star Wars? They love recognizable names. Okay, so Obi-Wan. Let's take (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi, for example. First off, the title of the show is Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's freaking boring. Like, no one cares. Like, name it something interesting. (laughs) Like, freaking call it the exile. Perfect. It's simple. It's exactly what he is, but it adds a mystique to it. Like, do something interesting. My God. (laughs) Like... Like and that's just a boring title too. Like it's a very basic title, but it's better I'd like than it, I'd Obi-Wan like it twice Kenobi as much
0: if it was called Exile. So
1: least. then it's like okay, well, just because you have Obi-Wan Kenobi in your show mm-hmm. doesn't make it Star Wars. It doesn't make it Star Wars. Star Wars is so many things. It's a combination of so many things. And if you only bring in one ingredient and then slap the title Star Wars on it, <laughs> It doesn't make it Star Wars. It's uh, it's literally they don't shoot it like Star Wars. It's still dough, but the it's music like cake dough instead. The music isn't Star Wars. Mm. Like it's not even trying. The like the way it's lit is not Star Wars. The choice i, mean, I already said this. The this the way it's shot, but the, even just the framing is not Star Wars. The transitions are not Star Wars. Uh, the dialogue is not Star Wars. Like nothing about it feels Star Wars. It just feels like a very cheap, very cheap front. It's just trying to be. It's like a. It's like the difference between a handmade costume and something you get at Spirit. Obi Wan Kenobi is like a spirit costume that you bought for, <laughs> for like for forty dollars, but it's worth. Three. I was gonna say forty. <laughs> wow. I was gonna say five, but yeah. Say the. It's like one of the like. Oh man, I'm gonna get this like cool pirate costume, and it's like one size fits all. But elastic. it's uh, it's yeah. like the cheapest looking thing. So I don't know, man. It's just. Yeah. Even when they had uh And when people get excited about it, same thing with Mandalorian and all that stuff. Like they found the the thing with Mandalorian, it's sort of like it has elements that feel very Star Wars, but very few. And they get get trapped in the same mistakes that, that Kenobi makes. And that's honestly, it might just be the Disney machine of like making TV shows is so formulaic and so much like a factory, like. Assembly line mm. that it, it feels like it. It feels like they're just pumping them out. Yeah, it really does. The but uh, but the the book of Bubble Fat. You probably know this already. Uh,
0: like the last half isn't even about Bubble Fat.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, what? I didn't need to sit to figure all that out. Yeah, but it's like
0: it. They they bring in like the Mandalorian and Grogu and uh, Luke Skywalker and they and they show stuff over there. What? Yeah, what? I don't know. <laughs> I was so, uh. I mean, it's like Mandalorian season. What are they on two already? About to go into three. So it was like Mandalorian season two point five. Yeah, took over the Boba Fett. So so what if like the last three episodes of Obi Wan suddenly go to, and like it's like oh I have no doubt a, a Luke Skywalker <laughs> on the farm in Tatooine for three episodes. It's like this isn't even Obi Wan. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really I'm really confused by it, but. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and one thing I will say, Luke Skywalker in The Book of Boba Fett looks at Grogu. The Mandalorian gets a present for Grogu and he, he's calling him I don't know whatever they call a new kid in the Mandalorian's weird Mandalorian religion, a foundling or something. Oh yeah. So he starts he, he in his mind Grogu is now his foundling for some reason. And he he, ma- he makes, like, a Beskar shirt. Like, cha- like, like it's a, the Lord of the Rings chainmail Mithril shirt is what he makes for him. But he makes it for Grogu. And then goes to the planet where Grogu is, finds Ahsoka. And Ahsoka won't let him see Grogu. And then, he get, and then he's like, I'm going to go see him. And then finally, like, gets to where they can see him, like, really far off. But Grogu doesn't know he's there because it's bad for Grogu to know the Mandalorian's there. Because he'll become emotionally tied. Not only that, but if Groger sees him one more time for one second, it will emotionally connect him to a point where he will no longer cap- be capable of being a Jedi to be trained as a Jedi. And then the Mandalorian, he like, he's like, okay, I get it. And he gives Ahsoka the shirt and then, like, just give this to him. You can say I was here or whatever. Just give him the gift. So then it cuts to Luke putting, uh, like putting a choice before Grogu, <laughs> and he puts the shirt on one side, and Grogu reaches for it, and he's like, ah, 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 and he pulls out Yoda's lightsaber, which has to have Yoda's lightsaber, <laughs> whatever he has Yoda's lightsaber, and he's like, this is a lightsaber owned by someone I respect very much, Master Yoda, of the same race as you, Grogu, you can't have this lightsaber and then he puts on the other side and it's like this big long mat and he puts it on on either side he says you can choose one of these gifts but only one if you choose the lightsaber you'll get the lightsaber and you'll continue your training with me and you'll become a Jedi but if you choose this shirt I'm going to return you to the Mandalorian and I'm never going to train you and you'll like uh, because if you're going to be a Jedi you can't have these emotional attachments where did luke learn that from luke was raised until he was 18 on tatooine and then learned how to be a jedi in three days and now when he's continuing the teachings that he's he's made up at this point he's somehow pulled back the republic era of, of like the wait at this point yeah he's already talked to yoda at this point so Yoda would have been not any about not about any of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz cuz Yoda in the first three episodes realized that that's what was pulling them away and like making them not see the dark side and making them yeah. not good guardians c- because Qui-Gon beat them all to the punch and was like, "Hey, we kind of need love in our lives, boys. Come yeah. on." And then <laughs> and then uh Yoda uh I don't know. I'd say he turned around in like the second ish third episode. Mm -hmm. so yeah he would have told luke that but now luke to grogu is doing the exact same thing Mace windu did even though no one ever taught him
1: that way what it's like it's it's all it is all in response to last jedi it's all just retconning last jedi because last jedi introduces all that stuff and shows luke going through the process like look the jedi screwed stuff up and i I'm trying to teach in a new way. I tried to teach in a new way with his academy that he set up. Um, And he made some mistakes and he thought, you know, he was overwhelmed by his failure and then quit. But the, uh, a lot of the stuff that he talks with Ray about is that it's, you know, that whole movie is like Kylo and Ray are sort of like both hitting at the answer from different sides. And, Neither of them is like fully right yet. They haven't oh really found but the it, solution in yet. In the
0: throne room, it seemed
1: like they were going to high five.
0: It did, but and I was um, like, I was like, oh, it's going, <laughs> oh, it's going to do it. And then they were like, nah, J.K. Watch this guard drop his sword as he's about to get stabbed. <laughs> um, oh god! I will say that I fight scene turn looked there. real cool, but it was garbage. They they like trained really hard for all the other fight scenes and like made them make sense. I like that fight scene. I did too. At, at Going back and looking at it, it's really far off from the other ones. The other ones, they like so. trained for months and like every move made sense. And then in this one, they're like, I, I don't know. It's like they didn't have a coordinator or like didn't have a,
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. It was, it was all over the place. It'd be like, it'd be like the guard would suddenly be like, oh, I'm not supposed to have this. And he would like, like just drop his. Th- weapon and be like there now i don't have that in that hand now mm-hmm. we can
1: do this move uh-huh. i don't know i think it's pretty good i think it's the second best one in the whole series so. the fight scene mm-hmm. the the whole scene i liked how it looked but the choreography of it was it was no bueno
0: and, and and i mean i haven't dissected every fight scene or whatever but uh anyway if i did i'm not a trained professional in that Sort of way, but I feel like that one was kind of like they didn't hold it to the same standard that they would normally hold a lightsaber fight scene. Well, I don't feel like they did in seven either, but like in the George Lucas ones, I mean, wasn't there like behind the scenes stuff of them? Like I trained for three months to get this fight scene and I learned every step and I did it 4,000 times and I don't feel like they did that um I,
1: they definitely did but i don't really think that matters like how long they trained for it and stuff like it doesn't really matter to
0: me well, isn't it a dance scene? isn't it moves isn't it choreography sure but it's
1: not like i don't know it's whatever serves the story in my opinion and i think it serves the story really well how they did it so i'm more interested in that i mean than i, I would am think in cool serving the scene.
0: story would be like something well put together
1: i think it is I don't know what I you're think talking it, I about.
2: Think when it you're was saying
0: enough oh, that's crap. It's all I think it was so enough put together for first glance. Okay, that was a fight scene. But then you go back and watch it, and you're like, that guy dropped his sword. That guy moved his arm. That guy. I mean, I mean, think you're,
1: I think you're being too nitpicky. Or but something. I don't I think, think it, I don't feel like they did that hate. in the
0: other ones. And 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 this is the, I mean that's this is the movie I like most out of all of them. It just happens to have probably the worst choreographed fight
1: scene hmm. i disagree
0: and the That's first fine. time watching it i was like the whole time i was just like holy crap just because how red it was and how on fire it was it was mm-hmm. freaking cool but yeah there's a, there's a lot of weird moves in it or like cuts to where like it'll be like a different arm like it, i mean i don't want to go into details but <laughs> it'll be like his right arm is at this spot, and then it's at a different spot in his left arm so that she could drop her sword to do that move to stab him. And if she, if he would have had the other arm there, it wouldn't have worked. But when they cut, it was suddenly the other arm. I don't know. Stuff like I that. Mean, and, and again, if it's fast-paced, I'm agreeing. Not a lot of people are going to catch it. But once you do, it's like,
1: oh, that's silly. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. Let's just, let's choreograph it. <laughs> let's plan it. Let's do I it. think they did. I think there they did a good are, job. There are so.
0: lots of people in Hollywood that get paid lots of dollars to make sure all this makes sense and then it didn't. Which I don't like. But li- like I said, this is a fight scene in my favorite movie of the of the series. But yeah, I don't know I don't know who it was over it. If it was Ryan Johnson or he just didn't care that day or or what.
1: <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs>
0: Maybe Kathleen Kennedy came at him and was like, "Listen, blah blah blah," and he was just like, "I'm over it. Film this." <laughs> like, like he went to his trailer, and then the and then the second director was like, "Uh, I guess action. I don't. I don't know. How do we do this?
1: <laughs> we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post." <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I don't remember what I was gonna say before that, but oh, we were just talking about how how all the like philosophy and stuff of the Jedi like how Luke now is sort of teaching everything that they taught in the prequels as if that is the correct answer because the last Jedi states that it isn't it, it it's finally acknowledging it, in within the films that the way of the like something that we've all guessed at that the way of the republic era Jedi was them losing their was way. them losing their way that was part of the reason why they he uh, did to bring balance to the force. Correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Luke is like sort of coming at it from this perspective of like, it's, I I was trying to rebuild something new to kind of like bring in some of that like like get rid of some of the old legalistic uh, rules of the of the Jedi, and he's trying to find something new. And so, what in in a way like Ray is this like paragon, this this um, phenomenon of the force, sort of like literally being awakened in a character in a way that's meant to take the force in a different direction to be reborn in a new way that's different than the old way and luke is like you know he sees that in her and so they they, he comes to sort of like see okay yeah there's actually hope for this this dream that i had in the past that i messed up but hey continue on you know with the new generation the force isn't just for me and my family it's for everyone and uh that movie is all about that it's like hey let's see what happens now and <laughs> with all the hate that came out for that movie and all that stuff Disney like backpeld and was like, oh wait never mind anything that Luke said in that movie is wrong and we're wrong just gonna pretend man. like that doesn't exist and you know what oh you like the prequels now? Oh yeah okay cool uh, what do they talk about in the prequels? Yes, all that stuff yeah you've gotta can't have love can't have attachment can't have all that stuff and it's like okay it's just stupid. And, like, people are literally... But look. People that said... Ray and Kylo are about to make
0: out, everybody. What's going to happen? What? You're like, you said, they can't have love or anything, but I I said, uh, Ray and Kylo are about to make out, though. Look what's going to happen. Oh, my God. Look at them. They're going to kiss.
1: Oh, the ninth one was so bad. Yeah, but I'm not... That one, I don't... I'm still not even... (laughs) It's not. It's not real. I'm not talking about that. They hadn't really. They hadn't fully retcon. Well, they did retcon a lot of stuff in that. I'm just gonna say it. Disney's just right, The way that they handle it is basically just a bunch of money grubbing cowards. So, and then
0: they built Star Wars Land at Florida and tried to kick me out. <laughs> <Shh>. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to Disney World in September with the. Uh, family they're still get on the star wars ride you know the empire press all the buttons on the door (laughs) but uh definitely don't pretend like Um, i'm sure it's gonna be fun but i've heard uh good things and bad things about the area but it looks cool it's pretty neat but it sounds like it's catering to a lot of stuff that i just don't care about anymore with how disney star wars is now so
0: i mean it's cool it's fun it's good time i guess i mean for like 200 square feet it's much smaller than I thought it would be, but you feel like you're in Star Wars for a little bit. You could probably spend a half a day there, a day, and and the and yeah, the whole time you're like in line for the rides, you, you really feel like you're in Star Wars Land. It's mm-hmm. just fun to pretend you're living there for half a second, like you're like walking around the Millennium Falcon for thirty minutes. It's fun. Well, and then you go in the shops and you're like, ew. <laughs> yeah. <ew. laughs> This feels grossly expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah, anyways, last Jedi, I don't think anyone I don't think we're ever gonna be able to have a civil conversation about it, which is <laughs> unfortunate. Um, no, no, artists, artists, I don't think we're ever gonna be able to have a civil conversation about Star Wars anymore, just because it's it's so uh, it's not made for me anymore. Which I mean, it's still gonna not watch it. Not that it needs to be made specifically for me, but it's just it felt like it was uh, it was for everyone and then now it's only for a certain group of people. Which is unfortunate.
0: Well, yeah, that's the weird betrayal about it. Is it. Not only it felt like it was for me, it felt like it was my whole philosophy. I don't mean like I'm about the force or anything. I mean like this one's for the nerds, like the little dorks in school who like weird stuff and sci-fi and laser swords. And it's like, that's me deep down in my heart. They get it. I'm a nerd. I love this. And then, yeah, 20 years later, it's like, this isn't for you. <laughs> it's like, but it was. It was for me.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's what it is, man. Man, I remember liking, I think I saw Star Wars Episode One in theaters. I, think I watched it 11 times in theaters that summer. Mm. I loved it. <laughs> I liked it a lot, too, when I was young. I got the, like, I got the encyclopedia, I memorized the, I got, I tried to get every toy.
1: Yeah. I watched it on VHS a lot. I all about it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't until I got older and I, I started becoming more critical of films that I really started to see that they weren't as good as I remember them being. But oh, there's by, a lot by of By the time the there. second
0: one came out, I was already like, what No, I wasn't.
1: Happened. Happened. I literally, <laughs> I think, I still, I I liked them all the way through. Revenge of the Sith. I think there were things there were things about Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith that I didn't like, but it wasn't enough to make me not like the movie. I was still sort of caught up in the in the magic of them at that time, and it was like not long after Revenge of the Sith that I that I started to look at them more critically and uh, and honestly just look at movies more critically. I think that was sort of a, there was a shift after yeah, that but in my in yeah. the way I saw movies. Cause at that time I still would like, I would love anything I saw. I just was like, movies are great. Um, I and like part of me movies. misses that part of me misses that part of my life because I, I like that my taste has gotten better. Um, I can appreciate more movies now. Uh, sorry, not appreciate more movies, but I can appreciate movies more because I understand, you know, what makes them good and uh, <laughs> makes, when they're not what working, what makes but, them Star Wars, but, <laughs> <laughs> gosh, no, that's the thing. It's like, uh, I know I can appreciate what makes them uh, <laughs> <laughs> what makes them last Jedi and what makes them everything else? <laughs> and what makes them the other Star Wars films and shows. Look at you Omi um, one. <laughs> I'm really in, in, at this point in my life, I'm really interested in stories that are that, that want you to think, that get you to like see the world in a different way. That's why I go see movies. I do not go see movies to be entertained. Um, although I am entertained by them, that is not the reason I go. I don't watch TV or movies to relax. I play video games if I want to relax, if I want to escape, or whatever. I do both um, at the same time. I yeah. They, <laughs> um, it, there's not. There's literally. I don't. I can't think of a show that I watch just for entertainment. I, I, I do, and that's not. I'm not right. I'm not like you. Got need to do it my way. That's just my. That's just me. I do, just. How I do. I kind it's of, just, I have to be in a mood for it. see. I'm always in the mood for it, though. Um, I just, I always want to be challenged and think hard about something. That's just what I, I guess if that's my way of relaxing, that's my way of relaxing is.
0: I'm always willing to, but then
1: I don't know, once a year, I'll be like, what's this weird anime? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that doesn't mean I don't watch stuff. That's just for pure entertainment because sometimes that's what my friends want to do and that's what we do and that's fine, you know, but that's different. It's more about hanging out with my friends than it is about the movie. But I'm not watching that stuff on my own necessarily yeah, like last
0: night. Ten, my 10 year old niece wanted to watch the 1982
1: Annie and I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Well, I don't know if I've seen it or not, but, um, but yeah, so I, uh, just for me personally, where I'm at in my life is that I want stuff that's going to challenge me and going to make me think about how I see the world and how I see other people in it. And so, I don't think I'm ever gonna like Star Wars in the state that it's in, because that's not what it's about. It's all about entertainment and and keeping things light. Stories that are for the broadest audience possible. They're not. They're not introducing big uh, <laughs> big ideas. It's just here's the good guys, here's the bad guys, I mean, and yeah. here's your favorite heroes, and here's their their clothes that they wore forty years ago. <laughs> You say um, that, but <laughs> Ryan Johnson still has a trilogy that he's working on, right? Yeah, what does that have to do
0: with? I mean, if what if he tries to I assume he's gonna pull some Less Jedi stuff, but for
1: over a trilogy. I I have no idea what he's gonna do. I but I I think as far as the trilogy goes, it's gonna be completely aside from everything. That was the the, the plan. I don't know how far that's gonna go now, but Yeah. I don't know. I just I think if he's
0: writing it and he's doing it, it will be mass market appeal like like what like what the last jedi was trying to do but i don't i don't understand why it made why it was so divisive it, and it almost did it and just at the end people rebelled against it i don't understand why or i feel like if disney would have just stood their ground a little bit and been like just wait till episode nine chill out then everyone would have been like okay but when disney when disney heard like grumbling mm-hmm They were like, "What do you not like about it?"
1: And then everyone was like, "Oh, get louder! They're listening." Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't. It didn't help for sure that that was the approach Disney took. I'm not saying that like that, uh, like if Ryan Johnson does something entirely different, that it's not going to have a broad appeal. But broad appeal is not necessarily the same as having a uh, a storyline that's like super vanilla and doesn't risk anything. It doesn't take any risks. That's probably more what I'm thinking. Like Last Jedi took a lot of risks. Um, Yeah, but I can't see him writing a trilogy. Episode nine did not. Episode nine was completely vanilla. It was was just it was basic as possible. It never it did everything safe. It backtracked on anything that was interesting and kept kept everything simple. And like, look at the pretty colors. Like that's just basically the lightsabers are yeah. more vibrant. Um, any uh, interesting ideas that they had in the movie they never explored because it would take them down a path that would not be appealing to the broadest audience. And there was that so cool cutout knife. Okay, we don't have to get into that. We've talked about that before. But like Um No I'm um, saying it's not yeah, worth talking about. He did, about. That. It's, it's garbage, he did
0: that and they're still giving him a trilogy. And he, I'm saying he's not gonna write a trilogy and not do some of those things right but i
1: think he'll he'll okay i don't know what he's going to do because the landscape is different now and who knows what disney's actually going to let him do he might write something amazing and disney might say no that's not going to make us money so we're not going to do it i feel at this point it'll make
0: money no matter what especially if it's a numbered trilogy and the only thing i think that anyone really got into an uproar about that started anything was Luke tossing a lightsaber and so people dumb. were very upset about it. So dumb. Because that's not my, that's not my Luke. Like he would take the lightsaber and fight with it. And I, I'd literally think it all came just from that for, for real, for real. And I think if, if you, if, if he would have had a story that didn't include Luke Skywalker and like, it would have been like a new trilogy. He could get away with whatever he wants to. And, yeah, I think and people so. wouldn't care.
1: Yes, but I think there's enough pushback against him as a filmmaker already from the Al. Star Wars community. <laughs> well, that, maybe so. Yeah, that I'm not sure what the future is of that that trilogy. So I don't think it's going to be, regardless of how new and disconnected from everything it is. Like I'm not sure. Like I would be curious to know if people that hate The Last Jedi uh, like his other films. Uh, like if they like the movie Knives Out or if they like Looper uh, or Brick. I imagine that a lot of them haven't seen Brick. Oh, I forgot um, about Brick. I love Brick. But I wonder like, if like they've, Brick. have they seen those films and do they like them? Because that's what he has to offer. Yeah. he He brings a very unique take to the movies that he, That he makes, I would, I would, I think he's a very good storyteller. Would be like, I don't
0: know any of those movies you said.
1: Maybe *Knives Out's pretty popular, so I would imagine that they'd at least that most people have seen that.
0: I feel like I'm curious if they would hate it or if they would like it. And just had an open mic and asked people on the street, seventy percent of them wouldn't know what *Knives Out* was.
1: Maybe my dad's seen *Knives Out* and he loves it. So I mean, yeah, doesn't watch a lot of movies. So, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I feel
0: like it's definitely not around here. Maybe. And it was. It was in theaters here, right? Did we see? It I here? don't think this area is a good judge for. A I good mean, place. yeah, but I don't know. This is the type of people that give popcorn movies billions of dollars. Like Maybe. this is your demographic.
1: That's that's our thoughts on the Last Jedi. Speaking of nostalgia, or just speaking of Star Wars, uh, I saw the latest remake of New Hope. We saw <laughs> um, Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Tough gun Maverick. And uh, I'm not, that's not a complaint. That's just an observation. And I loved it. Yeah, it was was great. It was a really fun movie. I really liked it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. There's, the conversation that we're having about Top Gun turned into Star Wars for a very long time. I don't mm-hmm. know that there's a lot to say about it. Yeah. I'm not sure how much you'll good. hear in it's this episode. Good.
1: We haven't decided yet. To, as we're recording, we haven't decided if we're going to keep that whole conversation in or not. If you heard it, then we did and keep yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. And maybe you're not hearing this part. <laughs> so who knows? Note uh, to the ender. Uh So yeah, <laughs> who for knows? that you do. Hey, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking to future you. Oh, future me. Got they it. gave okay. me a kiss on the cheek. Uh, oh, okay. Thanks. Have you seen the original Top Gun? Uh, yeah, way back when. I have never seen it. Um, really? Um, yeah, I've just never had a desire to see it. it. Take
0: all the '80s haircuts in this movie and replace them with '80s haircuts. Wait, all the, take all the '80s haircuts and replace yeah, them. Yeah, all, all the dudes, all the dudes that have mustaches, that stays the same. All the ladies that don't have mustaches turn those into dudes that have mustaches, <laughs> uh, and the football game on the beach is just volleyball. It's a volleyball game, uh, and I think it's the same.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Basically, um, the same movie. Oh, I and, like and Tom I, Cruise doesn't look like an old elderly woman pretending to be a man. <laughs>
1: I wasn't I, I didn't I mean, notice that but okay I, it. I did it, notice that because like, he had that introduction where he was like but this one he, he looks the muscular theaters, yeah and he looks older in that so old and then you get then you get to this movie and it's like okay they probably filmed this was that, they probably yeah. filmed this like two or three years ago and I feel like filmed, 2017 or they 18. they filmed this intro probably fairly recently yeah he's um, so old, but he looks looking. way older and I'm like okay maybe they're doing some like digital touch up on him for this movie to make him, cause he's supposed to be older, but he doesn't look, he looks pretty good in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um so I mean, hair makeup, they do a good job, but also there's lots of digital stuff that they probably did just to make him at least not look. like and, an and his glistening
0: man. muscles on the beach for football day. <laughs> football day. I liked how he got his run in. in the, middle oh, of the yeah. forest. Oh <laughs> gosh. Yeah. He didn't get to run. I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were a lot of the way into the film and I was like, he hasn't ran yet. And then, He finally landed when the the movie turns into behind enemy lines. Yeah.
1: And he's just booking it. And I was like, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know the tone of the first film. So for me, the tone of the film changed quite drastically when they were both in the forest. And then suddenly there was like Oh, they've got jokes. Like they're making <laughs> jokes and it's like little witty banter. Like I saved you. No, you. I saved you. Like all the thing. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like a minute ago, this was, it was like this like heart pounding like <laughs> mission. <laughs> and now we're like yeah. two buddies lost in the woods together. It was like a weird shift. And I mean, uh, maybe they were <clears throat> ripping directly from then, behind enemy lines. I don't know. But then they got to. That was Owen Wilson, right? Yeah. Then he takes off on the like runway. That's like, you know cratered and it's like okay (laughs) this feels like we're getting into weird like fake territory now before this it felt like everything was legit that was good now they're getting into uh,
0: cartoonish the super the super overpowered anime character who can do whatever he
2: wants
1: Yeah. yeah and then they got back into the air and it's like okay now we feel like we're back where we belong and then that full dog goes, fight with the other full plane. anime
0: overpowered character. And it's not about the plane you're in. It's about the pilot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I liked no. all that to me. That was fine. <laughs> I loved the moment when the new plane did that crazy move where it dodged their missile. Yeah. And they're both like, what? The? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I thought that was hilarious, but in a way that felt true to the rest of the film. But yeah, I don't know, man, it's, it's so funny to me how, how much of it is just, the last 30 minutes of a new hope. Like this whole movie is just the last 30 minutes of a new hope stretched out over, you know, two hours, (laughs) you know, where, where in a new hope, they, they brief you on the mission for like five minutes. And in this, it's like the first hour and a half is the briefing, you know, just them preparing for the mission, which it, it isn't to say that it's boring. It's not a boring movie. It's very, very engaging, but I love that it's like you know in Star Wars it's a two meter target and this one it's a three meter ventilation. It's the same exact thing. It's uh you know it's all about them blowing up uh, the Death Star essentially and having to escape. They have to go through the well. They have to do two times. (laughs) Um, They they, they have the trench run. They have the trench run. They have uh you know the dogfights, all that stuff after the trench run a little bit. It's a little bit. Flip flop, but yeah, even like to the uh, even, even they were going the, into like,
0: the trench run, and they're like, Oh, we got tie fighters. I yeah, mean, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, <we're> just- <laughs> uh, even when Miles Teller is like going through the, the trench, the canyon, and uh, they're all like, You gotta. Rooster, you gotta, you know, use the boost to get through. Like, you gotta, and he's like, uh, uh. Use the boost! And then it's like quiet and he's like, use talk the to boost. me. Talk to me, dad. And then Tom Cruise, the literal like dad figure in the film, is like, come on, Rooster, you got this. And it's use like they're the talking boost. to each other and he's like, oh, thanks, dad. And then he just, and then he's like, oh, if I just go faster that's how that's it works oh okay it was a very like wow they just unwilling. did the straight up luke and obi-wan talking but now to each other. that i trusted in the boost um, everything and it was the okay. most basic basic metaphor this oh gosh anyways it was still fun <laughs> in spite of all that like that moment was a little bit eye-rolly but it was like you know what i'm in it this movie's fun i like it so oh i'll
0: to look at uh the g-forces Someone can actually handle every single one of them was okay with 10 G's well I don't know it was only the ones that went so okay i'll give i'll give them that what was the it counted to 10.0 for his mock speed mm-hmm. at the beginning and then it counted to 10 with the G's like in the same way like it was mimicking what came before but it's not it's g-force not mock speed I don't know is, ten, is, is 10. 10.0 no matter what it is in this universe? 10.0 is ultimate danger, no matter what. It's
1: an easy number for an audience to get their head around, so that might be 9.9. 9. Yeah, push it a little over. Oh, I'd we be got curious to 10. ask. Uh, we should have had somebody in the Air Force or not because they probably would have just pointed out everything that was wrong with the movie, but uh, like technically wrong with it, and I don't care about oh, that at lie. all. So,
0: but uh, yeah, I think the, like the little spinny chair things. Spin six, seven, eight G's. Yeah, know. Ten, uh, that is one ten thing. Seems I, like I, a lot. Several
1: Air Force people that I talked to were like, Oh, yeah, this is a really fun movie. They did like it, but they were also like, Yeah, but we also fly low level, like Canyon stuff, all the time. Yeah, and to it's hide like, from radar. this makes it seem like this is a like rare thing that they because all the pilots, are it like, was what super we can't fly that low, it was super twisty and, like attorney, they fly I guess. huge planes, let that low all the time. Um, and these are small fighter planes that they're flying. So, but to me, it's like, Hey guys, uh, I don't care. Like it was a good story. <laughs> like, no one cares. So that's the thing is it's like, it yeah. doesn't have to and be technically I'm, accurate. I don't want to know how story. close we are to Mach 10. I'm sure. Who knows? I don't know.
0: I feel like we, I, I mean, maybe we've gotten a lot further, but I feel like we might've hit Mach 3. 10 just seems crazy, like crazy town, crazy <laughs> For, well i don't know i guess with rockets and stuff they go they go pretty fast yeah but a plane i don't know, i mean yeah i don't know i guess i'm wrong i guess we've already hit 10
1: um it just,
0: it, like he was like i'm going Mach ten i was like that's insane <laughs> <laughs> like what Seven thousand miles an hour that's crazy dude that's so fast
1: in like 30 minutes you could go from new york to la i just googled what what the like record airspeed was and google told tells me uh, an airspeed record is the highest airspeed attained by an aircraft no i don't want to know what what a record is there you go thanks Google. <laughs> i want to <laughs> know what the record is don't
0: tell me <laughs> this is why we had to have guinness you stupid ai gosh the Guinness World records. So. It's
1: well, the official airspeed record is 2,193 oh, miles per hour. Not even close. Uh, miles per hour. I don't know how many a mock is like 680
0: is the speed of sound. So, Mach 10 would be 10 times that.
1: Yeah, it's 767 miles per hour. Is one is Mach. So, there. Oh, it, it is the speed of sound. That's what it, okay. Yeah. That's what you're saying. So, every time, every Mach, they're going. Mach two is twice
0: the speed of sound. Twice the oh, speed of sound, interesting. So okay. Mach ten would be ten times the speed so of sound.
1: So let's do. It has a calculator here. Let's do. we'll just add
0: a zero on it, with Mach ten.
1: So yeah, Mach ten is seven thousand six hundred and seventy-two miles an hour. Woo! So yeah. like, <laughs> he was going pretty fast. But I, I, mean, I loved how he was turning also in that speed, like in that. Yeah, I was thinking he like wasn't going maybe in a straight some line. weird he was parabolic curry. thing. Was like helping him gain speed. He had to have
0: gone like if he it, it, if he was like coming down. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get why he was turning either. But whatever. Aside from,
1: it looked really cool. <laughs> I guess. So like he went like he went pretty far. Like I like how he ended up in just another part of the United States. But if he's going that fast, if they didn't say, I wish they would have said, then he must have been in a different. He had to have been in a different country. <laughs> uh no, the United States is only like five thousand miles across. Three, okay. It's only three. So then, and if he was going take, seven thousand miles that would take an hour, thirty
0: minutes. What it would take thirty minutes for him to go to New York to L.A.
1: Right, but if he was going that okay, so he okay, so you're saying that he, he was only w- he going. wasn't
0: going that fast. He got up to that fast. Okay, sure, I guess. So e- I mean, even if he made it to uh, like where did he take off from? Mojave. So even if he made it all the way to Kansas,
1: that's stupid far. Gotcha,
0: and he had to have I don't know 10, 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, well that's fun. Yeah, but that's that's crazy so, yeah, fast. That is really fast. Yeah, <laughs> seven
0: thousand miles an hour. What we well the flights that we go uh, New York to L A. He like could circumnavigate something.
1: the globe in yeah. that time, going Mach two if he had enough fuel. I think he would burn his fuel before he got well, there.
0: Oh, I just mean like steadily going Mach 10. Sure. That's insane. Like I can't even <laughs> you go around the entire world, dude. <laughs> You'd end up not not on the other side of the world. You'd end up back where you were, like the flash running some stupid race where he's like, Oh, I went all the way around the world, I got some Chinese yeah. food to prove it. Like it's... you did that in a couple of hours. That's crazy. And the friction's gotta be like going to be melting everything.
1: Uh, anyway, yeah, Mach 10. I didn't think we'd done it. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't Compost. Uh, as far as we know, as far as I know, he was working on a secret plane, so who knows? Uh, a real plane, I Where guess. Where they're too. going
0: from Mach 3 to Mach 10. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it's too fast. You can't go, we can't go that fast. fast. Not inside the atmosphere, I don't think. It's too much. Too much, too much air, too many, too many atoms. Smash your windshield. Yeah, I mean, with what Evened happened when
1: she uh, hit the bird, ooh, like that thing's hitting a bird and just a blowing up. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, not only obliterating everything between the bird and the engine, but like, yeah, So
0: <laughs> you're probably coming out with a hole somewhere else in your airplane, and like, just the
1: wing just goes like, nope, and yeah. <laughs> And then the wing is moving that fast. Imagine like just the debris coming to the earth, like how much destruction that would cause. Like even when his plane, okay, first off he's going that fast. How did he survive the ejection?
0: Oh, when he, when it blows up.
1: Yeah. Uh, he would have come out of the plane moving that quick. He had like, like in the normal, a normal ejection. Yeah. Does like is so brutal to the human body. Yeah. Like, you have to go through so much to I mean, just recoup from an ejection. And he's out just going into the diner, all that stuff. Well, um, hopefully when uh, stuff starts coming apart, he's going to slow down massively very fast. Right, and I feel like he would just die. Well, I mean, yeah. Like he, okay, he's got a pressure suit. He's got, like, a space suit on, so maybe. Maybe, maybe there's, like, some kind of weird force
0: cage in that prototype that he's built maybe and so he's able so to, so he's not it's not just him quote unquote out. Like, ejecting until he's <laughs> only at Mach 5
1: <laughs> yeah but the plane was blowing it was already coming apart so like he had to have I don't know you're right it's just funny to me how it's like
0: yeah I do love how he was fine yeah like he should have been in a hospital for <laughs> five years like and it should have shown him like learning how to walk again on yeah. two android legs
1: that's the thing that tone is like it's so he's op it's kind of op anime it's like yeah yeah. it's wacky at the beginning with that like where am i earth you know like all that it's like (laughs) it's a funny joke but the tone of the movie is like kind of wacky in that moment and then it's wacky at the end with how he's like we're gonna take off on you know it's a very like on the old play what movie is this and then in the middle it's like We're going to be super realistic. We're going to be very, everything's like real, you know, and it's like, okay.
0: (laughs) And they're like, this is the most difficult thing you've ever done. And then the pilots watching are like, it's not that (laughs) hard. You have to fly so low. You have to touch blades of grass when you reach out the window. (laughs) And you're going so fast, guess what? Those blades of grass hurt your fingers when you touch them. And you have to do it. You have to do it.
1: (laughs) Fly upside down. All that said, it's still a really fun movie. movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's still fun.
0: Um, It's a great reimagination of the Star Wars episode four.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I love just how they shot the whole thing, man. It was so cool to see... Real planes flying through the air. I have no idea Um, how they did any of that. Yeah, I really hope they have some robust behind-the-scenes stuff. And I also really hope that a lot of it is real and and not just some, like, CGI stuff. Like, I know there's some stuff that's CGI. It's going to be CGI
0: and or tiny cameras. I'm going to be disappointed. uh, (laughs) Uh, Robbie was joking. You saw the movie with us, Robbie. Mm -hmm. uh, That they were... uh, they had to teach the actors how to reload the film Because yeah. <laughs> there's not enough room for a cameraman to be in there. It's like, you have to do this. And yeah. act. <laughs> After I reload it. How?
1: <laughs>
0: like this. Come on. You only have two and a half minutes.
1: Uh, yeah, we talked about... Well, so the um, the shot uh, on the beach of Miles Teller in slow motion sort of doing his <laughs> his little, yeah thing like shoulder drop shirtless whatever golden Yay. hour sunlight is like the greatest shot in cinema history <laughs> oh f- followed up closely like, by him with is his a beautiful with man with his like, uh, sunglasses falling <laughs> down his face while uh, he's
0: jamming out on the piano earlier yeah the... they're both very yeah like these these characters only live in the golden hour yeah. on a beach. Uh-huh. They're either in the bar or outside of the bar, but it's <laughs> always golden hour. Always yeah. on the beach, or they're in their planes, yep. learning how to do impossible fighting uh-huh. maneuvers.
1: <laughs> what s- do I do? Not sucking up a go <laughs> faster.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Oh, yes. Doctor it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I loved how they were able to capture i mean i don't know the 80s are in right now we've we've looped back around and we're kind of coming back to the 90s now with a lot of style and and stuff but um well not we are it's already happening man i was just i just
0: i think it was yesterday me and my brother were talking about how much we hate everything about the 90s (laughs) being 90s kids like Um, everything was gross like kids toys were Gross. (laughs) Gross. <laughs> it was like snot stuff and like ooh bug stuff and ooh yeah. bug gut stuff and ooh I don't know. We loved silt, it at the time. Like, I, ooh, even being in it, I was just like, Why is everything gross? <laughs> and then like it was like it, even music was gross. It was like grunge music. Fashion was like not not even like Jeans with like a little little holes in them, like in weird. Air. It was just like jeans that someone took a a, a a dog claw to and just ripped them in random places, and then put them on people. And we're like, ooh, those are
1: ripped. Or just baggy nasty old baggy clothes. jeans and baggy, baggy cargo baggy. shorts. Oh, oh.
0: Let's not. Can we not? I don't want to do that. <laughs> I feel like that is where I feel like Gen Z's is doing that too.
1: Yeah, they're it's, they're going back in 90s stuff. It is what it is. That's just how stuff works. But I think it's, I think this movie works really well because it's like, it's sort of come back around to where it's pop, that, that oh, era that is popular 80s, again. Yeah. And so, um, it, we're like all for it, you know, I will I say the nostalgia well for me before. was very
0: high with the Kenny Logan song.
1: Yeah. All that stuff was, was but good. And I haven't seen the original movie, so I don't I'll, know. a lot. I was going like, to say not because it was in the original movie, but grand theft out of five. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just saying, like all the stuff in it feels very like nostalgic, even though I haven't seen the original. Um, and so Any, it hits. Anytime that I did anything in Grand Theft
0: Auto Five, I'd flip it to the old channel, and it always had the Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're gonna do this mission with it too. That's funny.
1: Yeah, I really liked it. I really, I had a good time with it. Um, I really loved the trailer for Mission Impossible. Uh, the new Mission Impossible. Oh, I'm glad I missed out. it. Seven Mission Impossible Seven. Uh, is it only seven? It's seven part one. Oh, yeah. They're He's doing pulling a Harry Potter. They're doing uh, oh, yeah, Harry Potter. Is it gonna be done like after seven two? Who knows? When he uh, <laughs> after but kill, it's a cool trailer after he kills Voldemort after is the he uh, Mission Impossible. Then it'll be about his son, Channing, uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, no, it's got this like really cool, um, so, I mean, Mission Impossible and Bond have always been compared because they're, they're sort of like similar, but Mission Impossible has gone on, on a, a path of its own and, uh, made itself sort of like a unique thing and something that I really like. But this most recent trailer feels very classy, like it's got this like classy, Bond feel to it to like it? a bond feel but it Uh-oh. also feels like lawrence of arabia mixed with some indiana jones like adventure like it's just like it's a cool trailer like it's just it's got a really cool feel to it um i do so i want to see it I'm but i don't want to see it i might watch it after the movie just, yeah just I'm, like I'm, listen to it listen oh, i'm to done with guy.
0: trailers man they're just like they either tell, they either mislead you entirely as to what the movie's gonna be, or they tell you way too much. No one knows how to do a trailer anymore. Either that, or when I thought people knew how to do trailers, I was just too young and stupid to remember that the trailer already told me everything. Maybe, that, maybe that was it. Maybe we've never known
1: how to do trailers. I think <laughs> I don't know. I think trailers for me, anyways. Trainer trainers trailers that get the tone. And trailers. Trailers that get the tone right are the best trailers. Like they don't tell me anything about the story other than they just introduce the setting and the tone <laughs> of the movie. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm there for that. Tell me anything. Yeah. But I also think,
0: uh,
2: I'm
1: not talking about like, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a trailer that has done this really well recently. Um, and you're coming up blank. The Macbeth trailer. For someone at the time who did not know anything about the story, that was a good trailer because it didn't tell me anything about what was going to happen, but set the the tone of the film very well. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. I think a bad trailer was the the trailer for The Northman because it tried to sell it as something that it wasn't. And so it's bad in the sense that uh, it's not honest. It's not being honest. Uh, it's good in the sense that it probably got a lot of people into the theater.
0: Yeah. But what is it?
1: So, what's uh it did its job, Yeah, but it, it did it yeah. in a, a cheap way <laughs> by, by lying to you. I mean, that's, um, how,
0: it, that's how everything is. Uh, well, yeah. Trailers, their purpose that, is to get you in the theater. Hate, so that's probably why that's they're why not for trailers. you. You're going
1: to go anyway, so you yeah. don't need them. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would just listen to it. Like half the time, if it's a movie that I know I'm going to want to see, even if I figure it out in the first few moments of the trailer, I'll just close my eyes, and just and that is enough for me to be like, yeah, I can hear stuff. I don't know context though. I think, and I'm reason- not seeing like anything that might be spoilers, so I'm I'm just like, all right, cool. And I can, yeah. I can usually tell if I want to see it. I do that for almost all. But I want I already stuff. know that I want to see every movie essentially,
0: <laughs> and and I think when you're writing a movie you don't go and here's what the trailer should be or the trailer should pick up here you just write a movie and you write the movie the way you write the movie from the beginning page starting out what you want that what you want the audience to know about it and not know about it so even going in having seen the trailer you're already kind of ruining that yeah maybe i don't know that's that's like the gist of why i don't want to see a trailer
1: I yeah, I think that if I were to uh make a film and then if I had control over what the trailer was gonna be, I would maybe come at it from a it would depend on the film, but I would either just show a scene, like an entire scene. Uh (laughs) yeah, that'd be good. That isn't in the film. Or yeah, that has nothing to do has nothing to do with the actual story. Yeah. Like not deleted stuff. I'm talking about actually writing a scene. That or is the just trailer. the trailer Yeah. that gets you to understand who the characters are, like gives you a taste of what they're about and the setting and the tone of the film. And that would be the trailer. And then the movie about something entirely different.
0: Like I have a Batman trailer be like a detective, and like Gordon talking about what the Batman did the night before.
1: Yeah. It could be about something entirely. It's not the Riddler. It's not any of that stuff. No. Oh, okay. So the Batman trailer, I think is a, is a good trailer. What was it? I, the Riddler. Well, he's in it, but only for like a moment. Uh, the first trailer. I don't know about any. Of it. So the more tra- the more the trailers go on, the further they go. Like
0: the worst. The, worse they, the get. worse
1: they get because <laughs> because the more they have to show to capture like those remaining few that aren't haven't decided if they're going to go watch it. Teasers are are whatever. It's it's trailer one that I think is usually the best trailer. Trailer two shows you too much, and trailer three is like the fo- during football games that are like for people that aren't going to necessarily go to the movie theaters, but might, if they get to see the really cool action scene that they don't show in any other trailer. So,
0: <laughs> the, so the if you've seen the Batman, show, if you've seen the Batman, show you in the third trailer.
1: yeah, then they show you probably, I, I don't know if this is real cause I haven't watched any of the other trailers, but let's just say that a good trailer is going to give you tone and like, you know, lots of stuff. They'll show you moments from the, uh, uh, from the fights, from the car chase scene. So the first one shows you uh, him walking out of the flames and uh, Penguin upside down in his car seeing Batman come up and you just hear the, bah, 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 like as the Batman title comes on screen and it's so epic and so cool. And you're just like, wow, like I want to see this movie and it sets the tone for the movie. Then you actually go to like, let's say trailer two then shows you the car chase, okay? Okay trailer three that's in the football game special shows you the ramp from the, the vehicle, like dropping on the <laughs> ground and him launching into the air and then hitting the car and all. The, it shows you everything because they're like, then you go, Whoa, that was amazing. I got to see this. movie I want to see But that now exact thing at again. that point, there's nothing else to offer yeah. because they've shown you everything, but that's, that's, you know,
0: that was free. I saw it once. <laughs> I, I want to watch it again. How expensive is it? $10. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> $10 and I got to drive across town and I find a parking spot. Gosh.
1: My favorite trailers in the world is a trailer one for Casino Royale. I think is one of the best trailers ever made um, because it's a story of its own. Like it, it just, it does such a good job at capturing what a Bond movie should feel like in a, in two minutes. Um, and giving you a sense of the scale of the film and the tone of the film. Um, and combining it with like new bond music and, and just some of the best dialogue written in a bond film ever. (laughs) Um, it, it, it's like, uh, moments where he's like, it's, it's a line towards the end of the film that they use where he's in the hospital with Vesper. And he says like, all that I am, all that's left of me, I'm yours. And it's so good compared, like when it's like played over shots of like the, the Miami, uh, international, like, action set piece that they have in that. Yeah. Um, which is one of the best in ever done. Um, it's just so good. And they, they have a lot of shots in there that like you could consider spoilers, but it's so quick and so fast. That it, it doesn't really matter. Um, that trailer is so freaking good. The second, the other trailer that I think is one of the best trailers ever is uh, the trailer for Prometheus. Now, I think it's a bad trailer in that it's not honest. But <laughs> my goodness, did it get me in the theater! Like it was, I want to see the movie that that trailer was for, because I didn't like Prometheus. There's parts of it that I like, but I don't think it it was good overall. I, just, I just don't know, that but I've the trailer it. for it is so freaking scary. It's so scary, and it's like the movie's not the movie. Well, the movie's got creepy parts, but it just isn't the tone that the trailer sets is not the tone of the film. Um. And it's just, it's just so good. Like, it's so good. Um, but I, I will always look back and go, man, if I ever want to, if I have an itch to watch Prometheus, it's just because I want to watch the trailer. Because the trailer is so good. <laughs> you want to watch the trailer for two hours. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, It's a really good trailer. But, yeah, those two. The ones I think about all the time.
0: Yeah, I wish I liked the Alien series. It's just I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, it just comes off weird. Like the old ones come off too old, kinda cheesy to me. And then yeah. by the time we caught up
1: I don't know that I've seen Prometheus, but I've I've seen I don't know, one of the later ones. It does it has some cool stuff in it. It just gets it gets silly. Yeah. Is the problem. Characters do stuff that don't make any sense. Like Yeah for really dumb reasons and it gets really like most of the time I like I said I, I don't really get caught up on that stuff. So when I do, you know it's bad. <laughs> like <laughs> Well and I also feel I don't know that I saw Prometheus, but I saw the later
0: ones. Oh and yeah, they're just loving it. Like really overly explaining yeah. where the aliens came from it felt like to me. It's yeah.
1: Like, yeah, that was
0: kind I of I don't feel like I need to know this. <laughs> Covenant's got some cool Alien, stuff Alien scary. Like, that's all I need. Alien right? scary.
1: We should watch the trailer after this for Prometheus, because it's, oh, it's so good. We'll watch both <laughs> after this. Do, a, um, do, a, do another episode of
0: compare and contrast these two trailers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but Top Gun, Maverick, Star Wars, A New Hope, re, Redux. <laughs> um, it really was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I, I like, to the point I'm wondering what they were thinking and how they. And it sounds, well, I mean, it it's, sounds based like of, it's based off I'm complaining. It's based on, even the trench run
1: in Star Wars is based off of, uh, it's called, I think it's called the Dam Buster. Like, it's a, a real mean, thing that happened in World sure, War II. Sure, but so.
0: they did, like, we've all seen the, <laughs> not, not, none of us have seen the Dam Buster, but we've all seen Star Wars. Yeah. And they're doing it again. I don't know, it just seems weird. Like, whoever wrote it. Like that, they didn't
1: sit there and go, "This is Star Wars." I think they did. I think they they were leaning into it. I mean, yeah, and, it's literally it a, nostalgia like it's it's a, a nostalgia piece. It sounds like I'm complaining. So. I'm absolutely not. No, yeah, I'm not either. Like that was uh, okay. It was great. We're gonna get back into Star Wars now. <laughs> a lot of people hate Force Awakens because they're like, "It's just a New Hope redone," and I'm like, "Okay, fine, whatever." Yeah, it's I mean, good. Yeah, <laughs> like. Great, I. the same reason why I'm okay with the movie Avatar. I know you're not, but like, it's the same I'm, reasoning for me. It's like, call, okay, call, sure. a, call me, copied, a hypocrite. They copied. They oh, yeah. okay copied some of my stuff. The but I like. I like, Avatar's oh. version of it better. So great. Whatever. I mean, maybe lose I, all respect for me. I don't care.
0: I, I wouldn't. Say I'm, I'm an, looking forward I to way I'm of Water*. A huge <laughs> fan of James Cam-
1: James Cameron. Uh, I mean, I like I like I some like of older stuff. Where he started stuff. out, yeah. I like Aliens yeah. and I like Terminator Two a lot. Uh, the Terminators are good. Titanic is lost me. Good, but the st- the character story in the middle of it all, I think, is garbage. I like
0: I liked the making of Titanic. Yeah, I like him talking about it and like yes, his attention to the detail cool with everything stuff is really about good. it within the movie. The just story like, with is
1: Leo and and Kate is not. Yeah. like they're fine <clears throat> it the story is not that great nope to me well okay let me take that back uh don't listen to me about it because here's my experience with titanic back. i don't like it i when it came out <laughs> i had not heard about the titanic so it came out or it was coming out soon i'd saw ads for it how and have you my, not heard or did not hear about it because i was a child
0: I mean, yeah.
1: So I had not heard it about it. It was like my, so my school, like that was just a. I was, uh, I don't a, remember what year. A came thing out, that I knew about very much. Yeah, I did not. Uh, and so my parents told me about it, and then I started like looking it up, and uh, reading some not full on books, but I like read some stuff about it, and was like, oh, okay, this is really interesting. I want to see this movie. Um, and uh, yeah, that was right around the time that that website plugged in was a big deal it was a Christian website that basically broke down movies and told you what was in it. They counted the cuss words. They counted the sexual references. They counted the sex scenes, nudity, every little thing that could be considered bad, quote unquote, uh, they counted. And so my parents made me like, look all that stuff up and then show it to them. And, uh, there's obviously some nudity in the movie. And so I wasn't allowed to see it. So years passed, never saw it. (laughs) And, um, I was in high school, later in high school, and I got my wisdom teeth pulled, and I had gone to, uh, this is like DVDs were at their height, and I was like, you know, I had a a modest collection of DVDs, and um, I had bought Titanic, because I thought, you know, I never saw this movie, I'm older now, my parents don't care as much, or they do care, but they're not stopping me from buying DVDs and stuff, and so I had it, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna be at home resting after my, uh, wisdom teeth are pulled. So this movie is like four hours long. So <laughs> what better way to spend my time? Uh, so my experience getting my wisdom teeth pulled was like this weird situation where the doctor said some people like are fine. Some people they're on the pain medication and they, you know, it takes like a day or two to recover, but they're usually eating food, you know, around that time. And it's no big deal. Um, but there's really, really rare cases where it's a longer recovery time and you have a lot of pain. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, that was me. And um, <laughs> it was some of the most excruciating pain I've ever had in my life. Uh, I was in so much pain that I could not stop uh, my jaw from shaking, and so which would cause my teeth to chatter, which would cause more pain. Yeah, and so ew. it was this cycle of just pain causing more pain. They gave me Vicodin. And it didn't work. It did not take the edge off. It did nothing, which was like at the time was like, Oh, this is (coughs) a pretty strong painkiller. Yeah. It didn't do anything. So I had to, uh, we had to call the doctor again and tell him and they're like, okay, uh, take four Advil every like few hours, which is like, you know, double the dosage that they tell you the bottle tells you to take. Yeah. Um, And uh, that would take the edge off for about an hour and then I'd have to wait three and then I'd (laughs) take four more. Um, So I'm watching Titanic while in excruciating pain and my teeth are chattering the whole time and I'm trying to like clench my teeth so that they don't chatter, but it's it's hurting so (laughs) bad. And the whole time I'm like this is awful. This is, I hate everything right now. This movie sucks. What all this stuff. I was like hoping that the movie would take my mind off. So it was just a really bad experience. So I didn't really give it a fair, a fair shot. I have not seen it again. I only saw it that saw one, one time. Yes. So I am not, I'm not someone you should ask about that movie. Oh, that's
0: no, that's great. It is what it is. You
1: know? uh,
0: something I just found out about Titanic uh, was that, When they built it in the dock that they were filming on, for whatever reason, it had to be on one side. And they only built that side for that scene, maybe. Or maybe that's how it was built that day. Uh, But the Titanic was uh, quite famously oriented to go to New York (laughs) from where it was. So it was the other way from the way this dock was facing. Mm -hmm. So they had everyone on set. And everything that happened on set, uh, they r- did it flipped left to right. Every single thing. Interesting. Like they flipped all, like even like her hat tilted to the one side, they had it tilted to the other side. Like every everything. Uh, just so that when they reversed it, the ship was facing the uh, right direction. Uh, I thought
1: how um, weird that would have been just to have gone through and been like,
0: no, no, that's on the wrong side.
1: <laughs> like, <yeah. just> like, <laughs> I mean, that feels very James Cameron. I yeah. heard when he re released the movie, it like came out in theaters, like years later again, they re released it. And then they did a, a special edition, like DVD. I, or I remember it staying he, here for um, like forever. It felt yeah, like it did that everywhere. But when he, when they re released it, uh, I can't remember if it was DVD or if it was Blu-ray, uh, but they went back and replaced all the skies to be accurate to where the stars would have been at that time
0: that's crazy
1: yeah all right maybe you like the movie a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> i just think james cameron is like he's become more of a uh like uh i don't know an expert in these areas and not so much like like it's not instead of story being king yeah it's like the presentation is king, is king. <laughs> and story is just the way he gets to do that. So he gets to like he's like, look at the skies. So like Avatar, historically accurate. Avatar. Like, okay, cool. Man. If you if you think about Avatar from that perspective of like James Cameron is not interested in telling a new story. What he is interested in is like showing you how far technology can be used to tell a story. He's going to like okay, let, what's a good story? Uh, Dancers of Wolves. Perfect. Let's use that one. Okay, and. Let's show you all these technical marvels that I've created that no other movie is using uh, to this extent. Let's, like, yeah. wa- let's, let's just wow the world. Now, if you had paired that with a brand new story that was also good, crazy. But what they did was they took a for sure thing, a story that has been <laughs> tested and, is, and people like, And then they paired it with all these new things. So he didn't have to worry about the story being good. He already knew it was good. Everyone else already likes likes that story. I'm I'm going to be super honest. I would not be surprised if Way of Water is also a tried and true story. Absolutely. That uh, is just a vehicle for him to show off how cool his technology is. I will. will And I'm there for it.
0: Guaranteed, like Avatar 2, 20, 20 times as much what if one thing okay i i dare you to guess i bet you could get it i don't there's at least some other multi-universe where you go Ooh, it's this one thing
1: <laughs> so i get it right at least once perfect um i am i don't know this one thing that you one one thing simple thing can you give me a hint is that a character t- is a cast change no okay I, um,
0: I, I don't feel like that would hurt <laughs> <laughs> but i promise you i would like it 20 times more what's what's the dumbest thing about the movie in in jeremiah's eyes
1: oh oh you don't like unobtainium? if you
0: if you would just not call it unobtainium please god
1: but you know he calls that it that because that's what it's called so
0: upset that's a historically accurate I, term Ooh, i don't care
1: i know that's what i'm saying you don't care but that's what like think about it from james cameron's perspective oh god he's looking so at it dumb. like oh what did they call this stuff in the past like with uh i don't even remember what it was actually what it actually was but it was there was Unab- certain material that were is a real thing it is a real thing you get out of here right now no that's why he's using it because it's leave like and you get out of here right now <laughs> i don't remember what it is though i need to look it up but it's an actual term that was used in the past. I don't think it was for gold. I, I I mean, aluminum was more rare than gold, unless you're talking way, way, way long time ago. Okay, so the actual definition of the word is a highly desirable material that is hypothetical, scientifically impossible, extremely rare, costly, or fictional, or has some of these properties in combination. So it's not a real element, okay, but it is a real word, and it's been used since the 1950s to describe describe perfect material to solve uh, particular engineering problems. So it's like, okay, we have this problem, but we don't know what the solution is. And so a placeholder is unobtainium is a material that we don't yeah. know the existence of, but could possibly exist. Right. It- so they use it as a placeholder. So that's what he's doing with it. So it's a real thing. It just sounds stupid. It, because it is stupid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and having it only dates back to the 1950s makes me even more okay with calling it stupid. Because uh, there was just some f- 50s, sci-fis, uh, 50s sci-fi writer who was just like, we'll call it unobtained Unobtainium.
1: Uh, I guarantee. it says that Lockheed, uh, was where the term was used. So aerospace engineers used it. I mean, you know, you know what you, okay. Call. So this is where it comes from. They are using it in the development of spy planes. They referred to titanium as unobtainium because the Soviets controlled most of the titanium supply. So they called it unobtainium. You know, you call it probably as a joke, as like a slang term for like, cause, cause it called it titanium <laughs> well no it's like a military <laughs> thing where they just called it something else as an inside joke type of thing of like ah titanium how about unob- unobtainium, unobtainium. <laughs> and they yeah, were like that was a jerry that's hilarious that's a What's... joke one of them one time should have said <laughs> and they
0: all should have gone like oh <laughs> don't call it don't don't say that again though it's like how they all life. call
1: themselves by their their um call signs in in top gun and everyone thinks it's super cool yeah but like it's not I mean it kind of is it's kind of <laughs> cool I mean, if I had a call sign, I would want you better me to call, call me it. fanboy I feel it like, well fanboy hey man that the the fact that he like leans into it and it is like <laughs> like, like that's what makes it good, but otherwise, if he was like man my, my call sign sucks you better call like, me why coyote. can't I be why can't i be freaking maverick or uh hangman or like all these like you know all the good ones cool. got
0: taken in the 50s and 60s and now you're called soundboard because what was that's a all soundboard <laughs> what
1: was uh <laughs> what up soundboard <laughs> all right we should come up with call signs for each other right now here's a soundboard Whoa. You can't do that. No, you, you can't, can't. just give no, me soundboard. It has yeah. to have something to do with something like... Well, we're I, right here. I don't run a soundboard. you can't come up with your own name. No, That's I know. I can't rule. come up with my own one. The soundboard. But I can argue that it doesn't fit, that you're just giving it to me because you think it's funny. You're, I mean, <laughs> your foot is almost touching a soundboard. Okay, so that... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like, and you could I can argue that soundboard. the same is true for you. So it we're is. both
1: soundboard. <laughs> yeah, we're both
0: we're both <laughs> no, flying uh, no. fighter pilot. No, 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 no. But you're I the think first one to be called fighter better. pilot.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to give you <laughs> the uh, decency to like actually give you a good one. Um, now, but based now that on you're
0: arguing against it, I really like soundboard more. Sure, of course you are. <laughs> that's, for, that's uh, okay i think this this well, is we'll actually going to speak we'll call into you, your we'll call you sb call for sign. no reason everyone's like what is sb
1: it's soundboard. soundboard that's the best i lit i feel like if i argue against it the more it's going to stick yeah. but it literally makes no sense because i don't interact with soundboards ever um so no a good call sign has to be has to represent some part of your kit like some part of your character, something about you as a person. Oh no, the pilots will do it off of stuff the
0: other person hates just because they hate it.
1: Right, but it's usually it's all, something like, that they're yeah, like, making fun of. Yeah, that's fine. Making moment. fun of or or a like quality that you don't like about yourself. That's fine. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be any of those things. It can just be like you don't like the word soundboard, so it's soundboard now. Well, sure, I guess, but that's kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> Like it would be me calling you like dump truck. Randy, okay. Do it, do it. Why am I calling you dump yes, truck? Because
2: it, it is still. Because it is?
1: Just because.
2: <laughs> so hard, <and> dump truck.
0: <laughs> Randy really, really wanted a cool call sign. <laughs> And he didn't go and so he called me Dump Truck. Call signs are that's stupid, the, okay? <laughs> this is a stupid idea. It, it's like, how did you get the call side Dump Truck? I upset Randy by calling him Soundboard. What does that to do with Dump Truck? Man, I don't know. That's a good, it's a good call sign. Uh, that's definitely it. Soundboard and dump truck. Oh god, I hate it. Oh yeah. I oh I hate them too. That's why they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> what a dump truck.
1: <laughs> well the only thing I regret about about Top Gun Maverick is that we didn't see it in yeah, call uh, signs. That we didn't well one, we didn't have call signs when we went to see it. And uh, two, oh. that we didn't see it in an IMAX. So maybe we should go see it in an IMAX and just call each other by our call signs
0: <laughs> the whole time.
1: Hey yo, dump truck, you want some popcorn?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, oh God! And then see how many people we get to come with us. And everyone, they're not allowed to enter until we give a call sign. What's yours? I don't know. Popcorn, get in there, popcorn. Because <laughs> I was carrying popcorn. Because you're carrying popcorn. Get in there.
1: So Mine's then, soundboard <laughs> because I was literally standing next to a soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing the same distance away from it that Jeremiah is, but I'm yeah. soundboard. There we go. Because
0: I was the first one to name it. Oh man, that was good. Then the next, like the next person is walking in, it's like, am I popcorn too? <laughs> nah, your popcorn box. <laughs> popcorn box. <laughs> I can't call oh, you popcorn. Gosh. That does not make any sense. I want to do that and then have a like a name tag station set out. <laughs> Hello, my name is. <laughs> <Sunday>. <laughs> Everyone has to a name tag with their uh, call sign on it.
1: I feel like we could do, this would be a fun movie to like watch, uh, you know. I'm always looking for movies that will, I can like blast at home on my sound system. Yeah. And this would be a fun one to do that on. And so that would be a good a movie night with everyone having call signs. When you walk through the door, <laughs> you're given a call sign. Uh, oh, got that anyone be, that
0: tries to come in and, and give their own cool sounding
1: one, you're definitely no, not getting that. Yeah, you definitely don't get that one. I
0: figured you could call me. Nope. <laughs> I really like this one. Get in there, potato cowboy. Potato. potato cowboy. That's a good one.
1: No, that's too long.
0: Potato cowboy. I mean you can't I you mean, can't after have two a while. Words. it's
1: gotta be one word. It's gotta be quick. Uh I Snappy. feel like some call signs are that long. Maybe, but they're not good.
0: <laughs> they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you say dump truck <laughs>
1: <laughs> anytime you write me off I guess like, dump, well, truck you say, dump truck is technically two words but it, it rolls off the tongue really nicely so. anything you say dump truck alright well this has been uh, the dump uh, truck and sound board <laughs> <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed this conversation about uh, Top Gun Maverick <laughs> and call signs.
0: Star Wars. And Star Wars. <laughs> it's a
1: good one, movie. Go see it if you this haven't seen it. one's more all fun. over the place than Free Guy. Go see about. it again. Support Tom Cruise's habit. <laughs> Go see it of, again, uh, but running. this time give
0: everyone call signs. Yeah. <laughs> and really stick with it. Like, call them that for at least a month.
1: Yeah.